today on Laura Lynn and Friends. I think Florida will be the first jurisdiction to completely halt COVID vaccines from being uh, available. And I would really love to see Alberta uh, follow through and be the first jurisdiction in Canada to halt these COVID vaccines. Well, we're going to be talking about truth, justice, uh, corruption, uh, crime, evil, um, and how we would really like to see things operate, which is with a modicum of honesty in this country. And uh, we've watched the Liberal government do all sorts of crazy things. So I went to uh, my dad's Bible that I love to read from. I miss him. It's been a couple of years. And Proverbs is always so full of... Um, incredible instruction. Proverbs 8 is one of my favorite Proverbs because it speaks about wisdom. And I'm going to go there right now and, and see if my dad underlined anything in Proverbs 8. And lo and behold, he did. What did he say? Well, it says, I'm going to read this just, you know, hot. Don't even know what it says. Uh, it says, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, I was there. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the foundations of the deep, I was there. So what is that talking about? Wisdom is speaking. In Proverbs 8, wisdom, the actual characteristic of wisdom is speaking. I was there. Wisdom knows everything. Wisdom is God. Wisdom is truth. So what do we have going on these days? Well, a whole bunch of stuff that the world seems to not be uh, talking about. Um, a whole bunch of things that need to be exposed. And we've got mainstream media that is not doing their job and is corrupted for whatever many reasons that could be. Before we get to Dr. William Mackis today, I want to play this video, Nigel Farage, uh, speaking about excess deaths in the UK. Take a look. I've seen the, the very raw figures, and they are, they are quite worrying because there's excess deaths of the younger people going on, not just in the older population, but in the people under 40 and the real peaks between 40 and 64, 65. Now, this, this is something that is uh, highly unusual and highly alarming. It was initially dismissed as uh, due to people not getting statins. Remember, Chris Whitty said this, which I thought was really quite alarming because you don't get offered statins until you're over 50. 55, 60. Mm. So it can't possibly uh, be involved with that group. Now, the one major thing we said was lockdown. The effect of lockdown and everything it did, this would go on, uh, bang on to uh, excess deaths due to cancer and various other because things. Because of misdiagnoses. Because of misdiagnoses, mistreatments, everything. But there's something far worse than this. Now, when you actually look at these, these figures that we have, they're the same in, uh, in, in Europe in Australia, in other places too. And one of the things that I flagged up and nobody's taken any real notice of, and it's even more pertinent now, is that others have pointed out this excess death started and correlates with the vaccine program. So it doesn't mean to say it's associated, but why hasn't it been looked at? Why hasn't it been really, really subtly looked at? And it hasn't because myself and other colleagues have raised this ad nauseum and we get absolutely nothing but to say it's all expected. Hmm. Well, a doctor reporting on that in Canada is Dr. William Mackis, and I'll just let you know a bit about him. He's a Canadian physician with expertise in radiology, oncology, and immunology. Governor General's Medal, he received a University of Toronto Scholar. He is the author of 100-plus peer-reviewed medical publications. We've had him on many times, and many of you know he's under some fire right now. Dr. William Mackis, thank you for joining us. 
Uh, you actually reported, sir, on what Nigel Farage is, is uh, ha having his guests talk about, and that's Canadian government admitting that there's 48,780 deaths. You, this is a topic that has been uh, on your Substack recently. Hi, Laurel Ann. Thank you for having me again. Uh, exactly. I put this out uh, a few weeks ago, and <clears throat> this is the latest data from the Canadian government. This is straight from Statistics Canada. So there is no controversy about these numbers. These numbers are given to us straight from the government. And what's fascinating is that when you look at 2022, there are over 48,000 excess deaths compared to 2019. And there's really no explanation for these deaths. Now, they spread them across the various categories. And so what we actually see is that COVID-19 deaths have gone up. Now, we are seven COVID vaccines deep. Uh, Health Canada has recommended Canadians take seven COVID vaccines now uh, since early 2021. I've gone over the recommendations myself. And anyone who has followed, any adult who has followed these recommendations, they would have seven jabs by now. And yet we have higher deaths from COVID-19 than in 2020. Uh, that makes no sense. That means the vaccines are not saving any lives at all. Not a single life has been saved by the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, and in fact, we now have you know these ver various uh, Omicron variants, which are much milder than the COVID waves we had in 2020. So why are there so many more deaths in the COVID-19 category. I suspect that some of the COVID vaccine injury deaths are being hidden as COVID-19 infection deaths. And then there's another category that's really fascinating. And uh, there are 16,000 deaths that are being recorded as ill-defined and unspecified causes of mortality. Now, this category back in 2019 was only 3,000 deaths. Now it's 16,000 deaths. No explanation for these deaths. Then we have a rise in cancers, which they're hiding, but they're still uh, admitting to at least uh, a somewhat of a rise in cancers. There's rise in heart disease, so cardiac uh, problems. Uh, it's about 4,000 extra deaths in that category. Uh, and then they've spread a little bit out across the other categories as well. But 48,000 excess deaths in Canada in 2022. And, and, and this is exactly what um, Professor Deglish and Nigel Farage were discussing in that video clip, that we are seeing these excess deaths at this level in every highly COVID vaccinated country. So when you look at 2019, um, ill-defined and unspecified causes of mortality, that's 3,300 as opposed to what you're saying, this uh, grotesque number of 16,043 deaths in 2022. And he's making the statement that it all kind of began when we rolled out the vaccines. Um, and why aren't we looking at that? Like, why isn't mainstream media even reporting and raising the alarm? Just complete silence, basically. Exactly. The mainstream media is completely silent on this. And we also don't have autopsies. The autopsies are not being done. And you can see the jump uh, even in 2021. You know, there's 9,000 um, unspecified deaths in 2021. We don't know what caused those deaths. And now it's jumped to 16,000. And this is what the government is willing to admit to. Uh, as I said, I think the, you know, the real numbers are far worse in that they are probably hiding uh, a lot of deaths as COVID-19 deaths, because when you look at the COVID-19 deaths, they've actually jumped. Uh, they've jumped significantly. And 
as I said, if the vaccines were protecting people from severe illness and death, as they claim that the vaccines are doing, uh, the COVID deaths should have gone down dramatically. Instead, they're going up. So the vaccines are not working either. Wow. Um, so another thing that's happening is because uh, people are asking, beginning to ask questions, at least those who are daring, uh, we do have um, a video I wanted to show and get your feedback um, from Lapido. Basically, in Florida, they want to ban the vaccine. Take a look at this. Called for a halt to the use of these mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. And the reasoning is simple. You don't have to have majored in biology or biochemistry. These vaccines have DNA in them. Everyone knows what DNA is. They're contaminated with DNA, and that's not necessarily a big deal. But it's a problem with these vaccines because the DNA hangs on with the mRNA and goes into people's cells. So this is a completely different risk analysis than other products that have had DNA. And the FDA knows this, and they have actually specifically told pharmaceutical manufacturers that they should check to make sure the DNA that's coming in is not integrating, is not screwing up our human DNA. You know, a concern that some people intuitively raised early. And the FDA at this point has not provided a drop of evidence that this simple test for integration into the human genome has been performed. And that's crazy. So we call for a halt of the use of these products. And the evidence is a combination of their guidance documents in the past that acknowledge the risk of DNA integration and the need to test for it to make sure you're not fouling up the human genome. Their evidence is their acknowledgement that there is DNA in there, and that's been found to be billions of particles, small particles of DNA with each dose in at least one study. And they've acknowledged, because we asked them specifically whether they have tested for this. And they, they gave a non-answer. They talked about a bunch of other things, and they never answered the question, which I refer to mean that they haven't tested for it. So it's literally all their evidence. And I'm not saying, frankly, I think it probably does have some integration at some levels with the human genome, because these vaccines are honestly, they're, they're the antichrist of all products. So I think it probably does. But I, I'm not saying it does. I'm saying that they themselves have said you should test for it. And it hasn't happened. And they, they've provided no proof that it's happened. And that's, that's so wrong. You know, it's just complete disrespect to the human genome and the importance of protecting it and preserving it. And that is our connection to God. So, um, Dr. Mackis, um, knowing what you know as a doctor, and you have been one of the leading people in Canada, uh, fearlessly, unapologetically putting out information about every pilot death, uh, young people that have died, nurses, doctors, do you think we should be pulling a complete halt to this vaccination right now? Absolutely. I think it should be halted immediately. You know, I'm hoping that Alberta will be uh, the first jurisdiction in Canada to halt these COVID-19 vaccines. I want to address what uh, Florida Surgeon General Dr. Ladapo is, is, is saying in that clip, because we actually have evidence in Canada that supports um, the assertions that he's making as well. Now, the discovery of the DNA contamination in the vaccines was made in the United States. 
Uh, geneticist Kevin McKernan discovered it accidentally when he was doing some sequencing work. He discovered that there are billions of copies of DNA plasmids and DNA fragments in every single vial of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. And this is from their mass manufacturing process. They put the spike protein in a DNA plasmid, they grow it in E. coli into billions and billions of copies, then they extract the plasmids, uh, they turn it into mRNA, and then they're supposed to destroy the DNA, but they didn't. And uh, it turns out that you know, it, it's, uh, it's a bad quality control process. Some people think that it's intentional, um, but all the vaccines are contaminated. And we've actually had University of Guelph, a molecular virologist, uh, Dr. David Speaker, a PhD, he tested 27 vaccine vials. All of them had DNA contamination, Pfizer and Moderna, including the new booster shots. And so he immediately uh, put his paper out to get published as a preprint. So he has confirmed DNA contaminations. This is Canadian work, Canadian research that has been done right here at home. And uh, Health Canada has been uh, approached um, about this by several journalists from Epoch Times. And Health Canada admitted that, yes, we know that there's DNA contamination, but it doesn't change our original risk assessment uh, for these vaccines. And they're not going to do any testing. They're not, they're not going to do anything about it. They just said, oh, it's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. Now, the, the risk of all of these DNA particles, you know, some of them integrating into our genome, that risk is very real. And uh, one thing I want to mention is that there's also a extra genetic sequence in the Pfizer vaccine called the SV40 promoter. That SV40 is simian virus 40. It's a, an oncogenic virus that can cause cancer in humans. There's a piece of it present uh, in the DNA plasmids in the Pfizer vaccine. And according to U.S. geneticist Kevin McKernan, the SV40 sequence actually helps deliver the DNA to the nucleus. So it actually helps bring the DNA into the nucleus of our cells, and that makes the integration that much easier into our genome. And that can cause cancer uh, down the road. It, it increases the risk of cancer in the future. And we're seeing extremely aggressive cancers in vaccinated people. These are called turbo cancers. Uh, no one has any explanation for them. So this is very real. Uh, this is very serious. And this is one of the reasons why the Florida Surgeon General is calling for an immediate halt on the vaccines in Florida. I think Florida will be the first jurisdiction to completely halt COVID vaccines from being uh, available. And I would really love to see Alberta uh, follow through and be the first jurisdiction in Canada to halt these COVID vaccines. Well, it it's like a dream come true. It's it's almost as if uh, we're living in what we call around here, you know, just the Truman Show, safe and effective. Uh, people, you know, they're just still saying safe and effective, and it's a big joke now. It's not safe and effective. You personally, you're watching uh, some of the the pilots. Uh, you've had death threats over the work that you do because you're exposing people actually don't want to believe this, but you've seen a lot of young people harmed. Would you say that uh, there's an awakening uh, going on? Are you hearing from more and more families? Absolutely. Uh, my email is flooded um, with messages from families, from friends, and they're telling me about these sudden deaths. They're telling me when they had their last booster shot. I can tell you on, on between Twitter and Substack, I've reported over 4,000 sudden deaths of young people 
Um, I put them on my Instagram account, uh, WMACUSMD. People can go check. Uh, I've got almost uh, all 4,000 up there right now. Um, and it's, it's, it's young people uh, dying suddenly, unexpectedly. There's, there's no uh, really other cause for it other than they, you know, they had the vaccine. Uh, and maybe they stopped taking their booster shots or maybe they've taken a booster shot recently. Um, but people are still dying suddenly and in very large numbers. That, that's, that's what's so shocking is that people are dying suddenly and unexpectedly in very, very large numbers. Uh, I'm constantly contacted by grieving family members and friends. You know, they're also telling me about the turbo cancers, the people coming down, vaccinated people coming down with stage four cancers, extremely aggressive. Um, so I, I think, I mean, we're way past the time that these vaccines should have been stopped. But I think there's now enough scientific evidence that even the politicians uh, can now say, okay, you know, like we can actually lean on the scientific evidence and, and put a halt to this, to this nightmare. Uh, I don't see Dr. Bonnie Henry or any word from Dr. Teresa Tam. She must be very alarmed at this. Uh, Dr. Teresa Tam is in charge of what we do in Canada medically. Uh, do you see her just really uh, being very, very concerned for the safety of Canadians? No, they don't seem to be concerned at all. And, and what they've done, what all public health officials in Canada have done, and I will say all of them, every single one of them, what they've done is they've been covering up the vaccine injuries and deaths. Uh, I gave testimony to the National Citizens Inquiry about the cover-ups that were going on in Alberta by uh, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, our public health chief. She was deleting data from the Alberta government website that was showing that the double vaccinated uh, were filling the hospitals, the, they were coming down with severe COVID, they were dying from COVID. Um, the hospitals were 90% filled with the vaccinated, and she was deleting that data. Uh, by the summer of 2022, she deleted all vaccine status data from the government websites, so Albertans wouldn't see that it was the vaccinated who were being harmed, whose immune systems were being destroyed. And Teresa Tam, she's another one of these corrupt uh, public health officials. Uh, she is denying that the vaccines have caused any deaths. Uh, and they claim that, you know, the injuries are mild and that the severe injuries are rare. Our adverse event reporting system for COVID vaccines in Canada is completely broken. Doctors are not allowed to report vaccine injuries and deaths because when they do, the bureaucrats, the health bureaucrats will come down on them and say, first of all, they'll reject the submission and then they will say, we're going to take away your license. So the colleges have threatened the doctors, the health bureaucrats have threatened the doctors. And this is really the healthcare mafia that is keeping this vaccine fraud going and has been keeping it going from the beginning. They've been burying these reports on COVID vaccine injuries and deaths. And Dr. Teresa Tam is at the head of this. Well, we've got some information to get to, uh, some things that you have put out there for everyone to know. But I know, Dina Henshaw, what you were saying, you were reporting on that. Uh, we presented it on this show, and it, it just seems like these people get away with everything. There's some sort of script that's happened where they know they know their parts, and, and we just kind of keep sh showing the truth, and it's ignored, covered up. Then we got Dina Henshaw for a little while in British Columbia, and she moved back there. So who's who's in charge now in in your province? Well, we have uh, Dr. Mark Joffe, who is an Alberta Health Services executive 
who built his career as an executive under Alberta NDP Premier Rachel Notley. He's a leftist. Uh, he's completely corrupted by uh, the, the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, back when Dina Hinshaw was deleting data from government websites showing that the double vaccinated were doing extremely poorly, at the very same time, Dr. Mark Jaffe was putting out videos telling Albertans to run and get their booster shot. And we already had evidence that the boosters had failed in Israel uh, back in um, August of 2021. And by December of 2021, he's telling Albertans to run and get their booster shots. And he knew that the double vaccinated were doing terribly. Uh, their immune systems were getting destroyed. And he kept pushing these vaccines. Uh, as, as far as I understand, he continues to push the vaccines on children, on pregnant women. He pushes masking. He basically pushes all the failed COVID propaganda um, that is, you know, state approved. Uh, now, we know that this is all coming from the federal government, that all these public health officials, whether it's Dr. Mark Jaffe in Alberta or whether it's Dr. Bonnie Henry in B.C., they get a script from the federal government and they have to follow the script. Um, and the script is masks, vaccines, push the vaccines on children, pregnant women uh, and cover up all the vaccine injuries and deaths. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty unhappy with Bonnie Henry, what she's done. Uh, uh, it's been uh, pretty appalling to see what we've been through in British Columbia. I, I feel like it's been one of the uh, most horribly um, mandated places um, on the planet. And uh, Bonnie Henry's at the lead of that. So we have you. Still, mm -hmm. You know, Laurel, they're still holding on to the mandates. Dr. Bonnie Henry uh, is still enforcing uh, COVID vaccine mandates on healthcare workers in British Columbia, on, on doctors and nurses, despite the fact that there's shortages of healthcare workers and that there are thousands of uh, highly qualified doctors and nurses that are not allowed to still work in British Columbia because of their vaccine status. Uh, this is this is a crime. I mean, this is absolutely unconscionable. She should be arrested. Uh, she should be criminally prosecuted. I mean, at this point, this is a crime. This is not negligence or incompetence. It really is. And we've had um, hospitals that have had to shut down in British Columbia, several of them. And, you know, if you go into emergency or you go to try to get some health care right now, um, you, you will see that we're we're really in a crisis state. Uh, put put there by this woman on the screen. And I appreciate you bringing and highlighting all of this. Uh, one of the things that uh, you've had to do, uh, you've been sorely attacked lately and you've come out swinging and, and basically there's some things that need to be um, answered for. And you've been talking about this. I'll put this up here. This was pretty shocking to read what you're exposing. And I think that they're, they're after you, Dr. Mackis. Um, so maybe you can explain pedophiles, child sex abusers, and child pornographers exposing, exposing Canada's healthcare leaders. Part one: pedophiles at Alberta Health Services and Alberta and BC governments. Wow! Thank you for speaking. What what has prompted what is going on right now? You know, Laura Lynn. Uh because I've been so viciously attacked by Alberta Health Services and the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Alberta, I had to look into their history and see, you know, the kind of uh, really criminal activity and, and scandals that they've been involved with. And what I came across 
uh, just absolutely shocked me. And and this is not this is not a conspiracy theory. I want to make this very clear that you know when I put out this first article, and it's going to be a first in a series of several articles. This is actually sourced from mainstream media outlets. Now, what happens is what the mainstream media does is when there's a scandal like this is they try to minimize it and they try to minimize uh, the role that some of these healthcare leaders uh, have uh, in their positions. So there's been several cases of top healthcare leaders in Canada who've been involved in, uh, well, sex crimes against uh, children, uh, very serious crimes. Uh, the one that I exposed in part one was actually a top doctor in Alberta and British Columbia. So he had during Rachel Notley's Alberta NDP government from 2015 to 2019, he was the chief medical officer of health at Alberta Health Services in the Northern Zone. So in Alberta, we have five zones. So he was the chief medical officer of one of those zones. So at a top, I would say a top 10 healthcare position in the province. Um, and he was also employed by the Rachel Notley's government Ministry of Health. Uh, so the Minister of Health was Sarah Hoffman, and they employed him as the pediatric lead in the province. He's not a pediatrician. He's a community uh, doctor. Uh, who had spent the last 15 years in public health, not in pediatrics, but they put him as lead of pediatrics. He uh, was charged by the RCMP with uh, sex crimes against a seven-year-old child uh, and two other children. He was convicted uh, and is now serving a 5.5-year prison sentence. Um, but they then dropped the other charges uh, regarding the, the other two children. Uh, this conviction happened uh, this past summer. Uh, it was covered very lightly by the mainstream media. And what's fascinating is that these abuses took place during the NDP government in Alberta from 2017 to July of 2020. And then he abruptly moved to Kelowna, British Columbia. And he was placed in a top position as the chief medical officer of health, of interior health, BC interior health. Um, and so as the lead doctor uh, of BC interior, he was responsible for masking, lockdowns. He was responsible for um, threatening doctors to not treat their COVID patients. To He was involved in the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccines. And then in the summer of 2021, he was arrested by the RCMP and he was put on paid leave. So the BC NDP government continued paying him his full salary, even after he had been arrested and criminally charged by the RCMP. And they ended up paying him over $700,000 on paid leave. So he kept collecting a full salary until, the, until he had his court a date and then he was convicted. Uh, and as I mentioned, this is a crime on such a level that it should have brought down the two provincial governments in Canada. It should have brought down the BC NDP provincial government, certainly for the fact that they continued paying him after he was arrested for sex crimes against children. And it also should have brought down the NDP government in Alberta now, we don't have the NDP government anymore, but the NDP is in opposition and Rachel Notley is the opposition leader. 
And they put this person as the head of pediatrics when he had no pediatrics credentials. Um, and another fascinating uh, angle to this that came out was that when he was in court, he had presented 28 reference letters from healthcare executives in Alberta and British Columbia that were saying that he's a good man, he's a man of faith, and that they would trust their children with him. They were trying to keep him out of jail. And I would like to know who these 28 people are, who these 28 HS executives are, or, or British Columbia executives. I, I guarantee you that these are top leaders of healthcare in Alberta and British Columbia, uh, whose names we may know, who tried to keep this child sex uh, abuser out of prison. 100%. 100%. And so... Um, does this guy get to practice ever again? Do you know, like, is there a loss of license because of this? Well, so that's another interesting issue that has uh, come up. Now, I was looking into the, the licensing and they have inactivated his medical license. Of course, he, he is serving a 5.5 year prison sentence. Uh, and, and as we know in Canada, that may be significantly shortened because uh, no one really... Uh, you know, serves long prison sentences for a serious crime, especially if you're a, a person of uh, affluence and if you serve in these high positions, I'm sure he'll be out after a very short period of time. But the college has not recorded any of any of these offenses on his license. So when you look at his license, his license is pristine. It says no disciplinary actions, no issues whatsoever. Just right now, his license is inactive. Uh, and this is a, you know, and I, I have ex many examples of the College of Physicians and Surgeons uh, in Alberta protecting people like this, people who've committed sex crimes against children. They protect them. They allow them access uh, to patients. They let them keep their license compared to doctors who try to save their patients' lives with ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. They strip those doctors of their licenses they put all kinds of smears on their record. But if you're a pedophile, if you're a child sex abuser, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Alberta will move heaven and earth to protect your license and keep it pristine and make sure you have access to Alberta's children or Alberta patients. Wow. Now, the one of the reasons that you're coming out so strong about this, because uh, you've been personally attacked. And in fact, uh, you had a tweet that went up. Um, is it still is, is it still out there to find um, Dr. Mackis? Uh, you were upset because things were reported falsely about yourself on Twitter. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so I, I am being targeted by um, by this feature on, on Twitter called Community Notes. Now, it is believed that Community Notes, which is a feature that Elon Musk uh, invented so that if someone posts false information, then other users could potentially come in and try to correct that information. Well, this community notes has been weaponized um, uh, by Big Pharma. And now what's happening is that if you post anything about the vaccines, the, there will be someone who will post the community notes saying, no, 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 the vaccines are safe and effective and, and there's no such thing as turbo cancer and no one's dying from the vaccines. So it has been co-opted by Big Pharma. But what happened in my case was I put out a Happy New Year message uh, to my Twitter followers. Uh, I've just hit 150,000 Twitter followers. I was very happy about that. 
Um, you know, I get about 20 million, 20 to 25 million uh, Twitter impressions every month. So I reach a I reach a very wide audience. And I, you know, I thanked my supporters around from around the world for their support. And I said that, you know, the Alberta government had spent millions of dollars trying to silence me and actually get my Twitter account uh, shut down through the court system. Uh, they had filed emergency injunctions to have me silenced by the courts and they lost that court decision. And I mentioned that in my Twitter post. And then there was a community note posted that, oh, this is all lies. Macus is lying. And uh, Macus actually lost his license in 2015 for harassing women. This was absolutely false. And this was, I've never seen defamation um, used by community notes. I've never seen defamation on this level. And so I went back and I, at first I thought, okay, you know, should I just let it be and not bother? But then I thought, okay, you know what? Uh, I have to address this because I've, I've never seen defamation like this uh, being weaponized through this community notes uh, feature. And so I responded to this and I put out, uh, I put in a copy of the $400,000 bribe that I was offered by Alberta Health Services by Rachel Notley's government uh, and Alberta Health Services CEO, Dr. Verna Yu, offered me a $400,000 bribe and a non-disclosure agreement that I was supposed to sign um, to stay quiet about the cancer program that they sabotaged and my cancer patients that they killed, that they deliberately killed when they sabotaged my program illegally. And I had never posted this publicly, uh, but I included a copy of it in this tweet. And I also uh, posted the issue regarding my license because when I rejected this $400,000 bribe, within six hours, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Alberta took my medical license hostage, and then they started threatening my family. They started threatening my children. They said, we will punish your family financially. We will destroy your reputation if you don't sign this agreement with AHS. And they kept threatening, threatening for about a year and a half. And then, uh, you know, they ran up these fake fees, administrative fees, because they put me through a, through a hearing. So they were extorting me with a $75,000 fee. And they said, if you don't pay this fee, then we'll cancel your license for non-payment, which they did in 2019. And I included a picture of that. And I, and I made an offer to any lawyer who wants to take on the, you know, community needs defamation. Um, here's the evidence. This is an open and shut case of defamation. And Interestingly, what happened was enough people complained to Twitter and Elon Musk that they actually removed the defamatory community note. Uh, and of course, no apology, but they at least removed it uh, from Twitter. So, you know, sometimes you. when, when they them. come after Thank you to Twitter for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when they come after you with these kinds of smears, sometimes you just have to put up the documents and, uh, you know, get the truth out there. Right. And and your testimony is that you reported all of this as well to the Edmonton police. Uh, but there's been more cover ups within the police department. You feel that, I have, that things I have, evidence. I have evidence that the Edmonton police, I gave it I gave uh, my complaint to the Edmonton police chief Rod Knecht. He opened a criminal investigation file. But then there was an Edmonton police detective who uh, you know, he strung me along for several months. He had no idea. I mean, he had no intention of, of in doing any kind of investigation. And then he basically protected 
these AHS and college executives. And he said, look, uh, we don't have enough evidence and this and that, and we're closing the file. So they conducted a cover-up. So I have evidence that the Edmonton police conducted a cover-up related to my case. Um, you know, I have so much evidence of criminal activity in Alberta's healthcare system. Um, it's, it's really uh, incredible. But I will tell you, it has caught the attention of the Alberta government, the UCP government. I've, I was informed that there were several government meetings held where this came up during the meetings. And it was, uh, I also got a response from uh, David Parker, who is, um, I believe he is the head of Take Back Alberta. Uh, so a large uh, group uh, in Alberta. Um, he, uh, you know, he has a lot of interactions with Alberta Premier Danielle Smith, and he has said that this is the best whistleblowing on Alberta Health Services corruption and crimes that he has ever seen, and that he has significant interest uh, in this and maybe in helping me, you know, um, bring down this corruption at Alberta Health Services. So hopefully something good will come out of all of this. When you're talking about um, 2,456 Alberta cancer patients, um, many more dying because they couldn't access life-saving treatments. Are, are you talking about just the it, within the pandemic or this is earlier? This is actually pre-pandemic. I mean, it, it of course extended throughout the pandemic as well. But when I was working, when they sabotaged my cancer program, I had 2,456 cancer patients under my care as either their primary uh, radiologist or oncologist. So I was either imaging them and I was doing follow-up imaging or I was treating their cancer directly. And these are the patients they harmed. Um, they basically uh, interrupted the continuity of care. A lot of these patients couldn't access proper uh, diagnostics after I was removed. Um, and then, of course, when my cancer program was shut down, they lost access to life-saving cancer treatments. So an unknown number of these patients were actually murdered. Uh, a lot of those patients died as a result of the actions of AHS executives and the Rachel Notley provincial government, which authorized uh, all these actions. Right. So do you think that um, there can be justice? Like you say, they're taking note of things. Um is what you're saying, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of explosive. You're naming names, um, and I just hope that you're safe, quite frankly. Uh, I just, we, we want to clear it. You're not suicidal. And uh, we, we pray for protection, and, and we are asking everyone who believes in the integrity of Canadian doctors to be able to tell the truth right now that, first of all, if, if you have any faith at all, please keep your prayers out for Dr. Mackis, for his family, for what he's going through because of this, there's threats on, you know, all kinds of things. This could be financial, you know, um, things that they're going to levy against you, all kinds of this. You're even talking about judges and whatnot as well. I mean, the, this is a corruption of the medical, the justice system, policing system. This is all of it, which we've known has been a problem. I can tell you, Laura, Laura Lynn, there are about... Um probably about 10 judges or so that are involved in extensive corruption with Alberta Health Services and the College of Physicians and Surgeons and, and, and doing various things. So they will either cover up patient murders, they will cover up stolen funds, uh, or they will actually themselves participate in extortion. So, so they will 
So I'll, so AHS will file a fraudulent uh, court application. The judge will then award them that application, and then they will award them costs with that. And then AHS extorts me with those costs and says, now the judge gave us this decision. Now we want $20,000 from you. We want $40,000 from you. We want $80,000 from you. And the judges are actively participating in this extortion uh, in this extortion process. So I am putting together evidence. I'm going to the RCMP with this. Um, I don't expect the RCMP to do anything about it, given that most of these judges were appointed by the liberal government, by, by Trudeau's people. Mm -hmm. So I expect more cover-ups, but at least there'll be a, a record of it somewhere. Uh, there will be a paper trail, but we have a lot of corrupt judges in Alberta. And, and, and that's what I'm trying to that's the information I'm trying to get out. We saw it during the pandemic. We saw how corrupt judges came after Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky and other Christian yes. pastors. We saw the persecution. We never saw this kind of persecution of Christians in any other jurisdiction in the world that wasn't fully communist, like North Korea or China. Uh, I mean, and this was Alberta. And, and we saw such vicious persecution and, and, and the judges had their hands dirty in that persecution. And that was during the COVID-19 pandemic as well. So I will be exposing some of this as well. I, I want to name names. I want to name the judges that were involved and exactly how they were involved uh, in these various crimes. Right now, uh, I'm working on more stories of the, you know, the pedophilia in, our, in, our, in, the, in the leadership of our healthcare system. Uh, and these, uh, really these abuses that are happening against children and people are getting away with it. That's that's I have more shocking stories. I'll have one story probably out tomorrow. Uh, they are getting away with very horrific crimes and people need to know about it. You know, I, I have a I have a significant enough following that I can at least bring attention to this. Um, these none of these people are held accountable. That's what's so shocking. And now we're seeing, you know, in the United States, we're seeing the Epstein list is is coming out. Uh, or at least parts of it are coming out. And, you know, the judges are trying to stall that list from being completely revealed. Oh. But it's time to reveal all this and get this out in the open. And these people have to go. I can tell you, for example, Dr. Verna Yu, who, per who protected um, that uh, pedophile uh, that I described earlier and who was involved in the sabotage of my cancer program, she was just appointed in the last week. She was just named the vice president of University of Alberta for a five-year term starting on January 1st, 2024. So she's been awarded a prestigious position after committing all these crimes. And she is the person who brought vaccine mandates uh, to Alberta, who forced vaccination on 105,000 Alberta healthcare workers, thousands of them who quit uh, who left medicine and whose lives were completely destroyed, she actually did severe damage to our healthcare system. She likes using her pronouns uh, everywhere she goes. Uh, she's a far leftist Marxist. She was just appointed the vice president of University of Alberta for the next five years. They put her in a very important position uh, in the education system now. So she's gone from healthcare to education, but of course she'll, she'll have impact on the Faculty of Medicine at the University of Alberta. Wow. So these people get away. They get away with everything. They get away with all kinds of crimes. Uh, they're never held responsible for their crimes. 
So at least uh, if I can expose some of these crimes so that once enough Albertans are aware, maybe Albertans will demand change in large numbers and maybe they will force her to step down. I, I absolutely hope so. Uh, this seems to be a problem that they're also having in the United States of America. Um, it, it um, you know, we're seeing that corruption gets in and Marxism is, is part of it. Like they're all, they all got propagandized at some point and now they're, they're giving this to the next generation. So the next generation of doctors, the next generation of students is going to be getting the philosophy, the way of thinking of these corrupt people. So I've been saying that Canada in, in many ways is seized and it feels like what you're doing right now is exposing. I mean, do you think that they're somewhat concerned that you're speaking out? Absolutely. Uh, they don't want me speaking out. I've, I've actually had my I've had my Substack attacked. Um, as I said, I've been attacked through the courts. Um, I've been attacked financially. Uh, they're they're looking for ways. They're looking for ways to silence me. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm at a point where uh, I, I will not be silenced. Uh, you know, I didn't come to Canada to 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 end up in a in a communist system and raising my kids in a communist country. I fled communism, you know, and I didn't flee communism to come to another country that's going to end up in in a in a similar situation. So I'm fighting for Canada. I'm fighting for my kids. I'm fighting for other people's kids. Uh, I'm fighting for those who've been injured by the COVID vaccines, those who've died as a result of taking the COVID-19 vaccines. I will not be silenced. Uh, and so, you know, but but again, all of us who are speaking out are, are taking tremendous amounts of abuse. I take a lot of abuse online. I, I take a lot of threats, uh, a lot of death threats. Um, you know, that just comes with the territory, unfortunately. Well, um, we are 100% behind you. Is there anything we can do if you ever need us to like put on your Substack? If you need somebody to write letters, uh, make, you know, make our voices heard on your behalf. We just want to thank you. We have a huge show right now. So many people watching and like from the bottom of our hearts, we are so grateful for your courage. I can't imagine what you go through, your wife, your family, that you're all in this together and you're up against something hideous, evil, and you're doing it because you know it's the right thing to do, but it can't be easy. And we're just so very, very grateful that you are. And we hope that you're safe and we hope that they can't get you and that you take measures and that lawyers, good, honest lawyers will come to your aid in this. Thank you, Laurelyn. I really I appreciate the support. And, uh, you know, people have supported me through Substack, and that's been fantastic uh, financially, but also sharing articles, sending it far and wide. Uh, my Substack reaches 150 countries. Uh, I have 33,000 uh, subscribers in total. I have 150,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, and I try to put out everything publicly. Um, so, you know, that to me is sort of my, my safety mechanism is, is everything gets put out publicly and, you know, people can write, uh, write to premier Danielle Smith. They can write to health minister Adriana Lagrange and just let them know how they feel about this. How do they feel about these, uh, sexual predators, uh, at, at top positions in our healthcare system? I think it's absolutely unacceptable. And imagine, you know, like this one got caught. Um, but how many of them don't get caught and how many of them don't get convicted? You know, that's, I, I will be putting out, that out in my future, uh, articles is that some of these, uh, were charged, 
but then they don't convict them because they drop the charges for whatever reason. They say, oh, it's a difficult case or we'll have trouble convicting this person. And then they go scot-free and then they go right back into the system. So I think, uh, you know, people can put pressure uh, by writing letters uh, to Premier Danielle Smith, you know, to the health minister, um, where to their MLAs uh, yeah. and let them know how they feel uh, and, and the corruption that they see. We want this corruption cleaned out. Fortunately, I do see Danielle Smith has taken steps to start cleaning out uh, the corruption at Alberta Health Services. She fired some of the, some key individuals uh, that were involved in some very, very serious crimes. Uh, she did fire them and she fired people that Jason Kenney was not willing to fire. Uh, people that Jason Kenney actually gave contract extensions to. So that's very good to see. And it's very good to see UCP moving in that direction. And, and as, as I mentioned, uh, with these COVID vaccines, I really do hope that Alberta takes bold steps and becomes the first jurisdiction to halt these vaccines. And if we can't halt it for everybody, let's at least halt it for children. Let's protect children in Alberta and Canada. Let's protect pregnant women. Um, and, and, and that's something we could do. And I think that could set off a, a domino chain uh, that could spread across the rest of the country. Uh, we need to protect people. And then we need to start taking care of people who've been injured by these toxic pharmaceutical products. Mm. You know, uh, in 2020, I reported on this teacher that was sexting grade schoolers, uh, boys. So it's a gay teacher sexting young boys. Nothing had been done to this dude. He sort of had a quiet dismissal. Well, I heard about it and one mom reported it to me and I went ballistic after a little bit on my show. Wouldn't you know, within a couple of days, they were making charges uh, on him and things were, justice was happening because they couldn't just hide it. I don't know what the propensity for hiding uh, sexual uh, predators and, and perversion in our society has been, but it has been. And you know, you mentioned Epstein. People must be just losing their minds because what they thought was a secret sin, what they thought was, you know, a flight here with, uh, you know, some stuff that'll never come out with their, hey, super rich dude, Jeff Epstein, uh, is is now like the scourge of their lives. I mean, people could commit suicide over this. It's going to ruin families and they're so afraid, but it has to come out because it has to be stopped. Otherwise, we've got more Jeff Epsteins out there doing all kinds of crazy crap. Absolutely. And I, and I want people to know, you know, through my articles, which are heavily referenced, uh, from mainstream media sources so this is again this is not a conspiracy theory is i want people to know that this is happening in canada it's happening in canada now you know i i i can find this information in the healthcare system where it's happening at the highest levels of the healthcare system uh these are people who are in charge of our healthcare system who are doing this on the side who are engaging in this kind of perversion on on the side uh, we need more whistleblowers. If people know more about the education system and what's going on there, uh, bring it out. Uh, I think 2024 is the year that all of this has to come out. I love it. I love it. And uh, so everyone can follow you on your COVID intel, pedophiles, checks, uh, child sex abusers. If you just put this up one last time, JT. Uh, so we want you to know that uh, basically you go to macusmd.substack.com. Please, everyone, and get the paid subscription so that you can support this very courageous man. And if and if if you're gonna uh, get um, if you're going to get um, you know uh, some sort of like you know 
where you're going to raise money and, you know, give, send, go or whatever it is you're going to use or just e-transfer, uh, let us know so that people can support you because you might have to incur some legal bills here. And if they're going to do some hard lines, guess what? We got a bunch of Canadians that could really help you. And I also want to leave on a positive note, like you've been exposing something really cool. And I want to show this, this turkey tail mushroom. I found that fascinating. This is another reason you don't want to miss uh, Dr. Mackis Substack because he's reporting really positive. You, you brought out natokinase and uh, these different things that could help to get the spike protein out of those who have succumbed and took the vaccine and now they're regretful and they're having issues. You put out a lot of things, but this is interesting. Can you tell us a bit about it? Turkey tail mushroom. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I've been I've been looking at, at ways of helping the COVID vaccine injured. Uh, and so, you know, we I've I've put out articles on things like natokinase and bromelain and curcumin and quercetin, which is very popular, ivermectin. Now, ivermectin, you can use it as an antiviral, but you can also use it as an anti-cancer. And, you know, I've been hearing a lot about uh, medicinal mushrooms and some of their anti-cancer properties. So I decided to start looking into it. And I always like to look at research, you know, what's been published, because a lot of this research that is done um, on especially the cancer-fighting properties of, of mushrooms like turkey tail mushroom, for example, a lot of that research doesn't come out from North America. It'll come from China. It might come from India. Uh, it'll come from other parts of the world where people are much more interested in, in the anti-cancer properties of, of, of some of these, uh, you know, mushrooms, for example, in this case, uh, or foods. Um, I've done an article on soursop, for example, which is this exotic tropical fruit that has anti-cancer properties as well. What's fascinating about the turkey tail mushroom, um, other than that it does have uh, anti-cancer properties, it stimulates the immune system. And it actually stimulates the immune system in a way that it then uh, is very efficient at attacking cancer cells. What I discovered uh, really accidentally in, in this case, as I was going through the research, is that the way the turkey tail mushroom is stimulating the immune system and the receptors it goes through are the same receptors that the mRNA vaccines are shutting down uh, when they designed the mRNA vaccines and for which it got the Nobel Prize, which was the pseudouridine modification of the mRNA. So we, we talk about the mRNA being artificially modified. The reason they did that was they discovered that they could they could dampen the initial immune system through certain receptors uh, to get the mRNA through into the body undetected uh, so that it could last longer, produce more spike protein and cause more damage. So people should understand that the Nobel Prize for the mRNA vaccines was awarded for the modifications that allowed it to produce um, the maximal amount of spike protein to do the most amount of damage and cause injuries and deaths. That was what the Nobel Prize was given for. And the turkey tail mushroom acts on the same receptors, but in the opposite way. It stimulates them and it, and it ends up having uh, anti-cancer properties that ends up killing cancer cells. So when, wow. they, when they test this stimulation, when they test it in mice, for example, the tumors on mice disappear. Uh, and oh, they've proven word. it because they, they took mice that didn't have those immune receptors. They're called toll-like receptors or TLRs. And the mice that didn't have the toll-like receptors, they still had their tumors. 
but the ones that had the receptors, when the turkey tail stimulated them, the tumors disappeared. So it, it's, it's one potential way that could help the vaccine injured, where if their immune systems have been damaged, the turkey tail mushroom could actually re-stimulate their immune system and it ends up having amazing anti-cancer properties as well. So this is the kind of research that doctors should be doing. Uh, this is, we need to help the vaccine injured. There's, there's millions of people who've been injured by the COVID-19 vaccines. We need to look at all, all the possibilities that have been suppressed by Big Pharma. This one has been suppressed by Big Pharma as well. Did you know that there's one clinical trial looking at turkey tail mushroom in cancer, and it's not even as the main treatment, but it's like looking at people who've had cancer surgery, they give them turkey tail mushroom after the surgery, and they have, you know, a better side effect profile uh, after their surgery. It's got nothing even to do with treating cancer. Big Pharma is not studying these. They're suppressing these. And so this is another uh, area that I really love to go into and kind of do a deep dive uh, right now, I'm looking at several medicinal mushrooms that I'll be going through and, and their properties to potentially help the vaccine injured. Well, we appreciate that because uh, getting um, this kind of information is pertinent for everyone. We all know somebody that's, you know, oh, they just got diagnosed with cancer because, of course, we've, we're seeing these turbo cancers that you've been reporting and reporting and reporting on. Um, in, in all of your substacks, And so uh, we just appreciate that you're telling the truth. I guess my final question to you then, uh, Dr. Mackis, is um, do you have hope that through speaking the truth, obviously you're very courageous. My question to you is, did you think when you began to become a doctor and put all of your skills and your brain power, because you're very brilliant, into doing this, that you would actually be coming up against such evil. This has been quite a twist for all of us to figure out. I never expected uh, evil on this scale. I, I really, um, you know, this is sort of beyond, I mean, beyond my wildest nightmares. Um, and I think most doctors don't realize, most doctors who are still trying to ignore this situation and and, you know, they took a couple of shots and maybe they're not so happy about it anymore. And, and they're hoping that, you know, they won't have to take any more booster shots. But now their family members are coming down with strokes and heart attacks and cancer and autoimmune diseases. Uh, and they might be having regrets, but they're staying silent. And, and, and that, is, that is tragic that more doctors are not speaking up. That, 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 you know, we have 100,000 doctors in Canada and about 10 of them are speaking up. That's unacceptable. But I, people have to come to terms, doctors have to come to terms with the level of evil that we're facing. Uh, and and when, it, when evil is on this scale, when so many people are being harmed, you can't stay silent. Uh, this is much worse than I would have ever imagined possible. But here we are. And, and, and I think we see, we see the evil with our eyes. We can see it in front of us uh, and I think we have to confront it. Uh, you can't hide from it because it'll come, it'll come for you. It'll come for you. It may come for your family members. Uh, I think you cannot be a coward at this time. You cannot, be you cannot hide from the evil that's being committed. And I think it's, it's up to everyone to find their courage and, and, and make their mark on the world and push back against this evil because if we let evil win, I mean, what kind of a world are we leaving for our children? So, I, but I think we are making progress, uh, even even if we are in small numbers. And that's the amazing thing, Laura Lynn, is that, you know, uh, 
media people like yourself are in such small numbers. Doctors, you know, are in such small numbers, and yet we're making a huge difference. Uh, and so it doesn't take a lot of numbers to to make a big difference. But you, you know, you saved a lot of lives, and you won't know till heaven how many lives you saved, Dr. Mackis. And I feel the same way. Like I get to present the people that are giving the information that saves lives. I've spent the last three years having every doctor I know that will speak the truth with courage, having them on my show, getting shadow banned, losing funds because you can't make any money uh, doing it, you know. Uh, but but because they're speaking the truth, we know we're saving lives. And we, you know, you and I have been at conferences. And people come up to you and they're just so grateful. And I'm sure you've had this, just tears in their eyes, thanking you for what you've done because you've literally helped them to navigate through um, a depopulation experiment on all of us. Because re really, uh, when, when all of these elites, the Club of Rome, the, the WHO, uh, the UN Agenda 2030, it's all about like they are doing massive things to our food, to our medical treatment, to all of it. It's just a, a big, horrendous assault against humanity. Everyone, you can follow William Mackis at at Mackis MD. And, uh, and you don't want to miss it because uh, it's never a dull moment on your Twitter site. I'll tell you that. I mean, the stuff you're putting out is a pretty big deal. Pinned right at the top, you will find everything that he's just talked about, who needs to be exposed. I don't know how these uh, sick uh, people are getting away with it, but we stand with you and we're very grateful for what you're doing. So um, thank you for, for doing what you're doing. Keep on doing it and uh, we'll have you on again as soon as, as possible. Thank you, Dr. Mackis. Thank you, Laurelyn. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, um, I could just get so emotional thinking about all of this because I have seen uh, Dr. Mackis in the fight, speaking the truth and, and, and the battle and what comes against you when you tell this much truth. And he has a really big uh, Goliath that he's up against. So please pray for him that the five small stones that he puts into his sling um, when he aims at the giant that we take him down and uh, we're on his side. So please keep him in your prayers. Um, speaking of Alberta then, um, Alberta Premier warns Albertans that the with the electric car push coming from Ottawa, you better get your gas-powered car now. Take a look. I tell you, people, if they want a car, they need to buy it now because we're entering into a period of rationing. There's no other way uh, around it. I, I spoke to the manufacturers and they told me the way it will work is that they will, the only way to meet those targets is to reduce the amount of gas-fueled uh, 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 gas vehicles that they sell. So if you only buy 2,000 vehicles in the Albert, Alberta market, they're only going to be able to sell 8,000 gas-fired vehicles in our market. We buy 200,000 vehicles a year. And so we have to expect that what they're going to do is essentially phase out the traditional auto sector. And I wish I could do something about it, but we don't have auto manufacturing in Alberta. Um, there isn't a way for me to be able to override it. I can just warn Albertans that um, if this truly is implemented the way that they have said, by the time we get to January 15th of 2026, we'll have sold our allotment of gas-fired vehicles for that year, and you're going to be uh, sitting on a waiting list waiting your turn. So if anyone needs to buy a car... Is that scary? All of this is nuts. I was listening to somebody um, on Gold and Silver uh, last night on a podcast, 
And, uh, you know, what is going on with our, it's all political. Everything they do is political. The way that they move the interest rates up and down and the way that they're maneuvering money. The problem is for this house of cards uh, in the financial sector is that sooner or later, it cannot bear the weight of your lies. Sooner or later, the dollar cannot bear the weight of what's actually going on. Sooner or later, someone calls in a loan, whether it's China or whoever, and your money has to be worth something. And we're in an unprecedented time where we have to take care of things. So we always encourage you, if you've got money sitting around, uh, do something with it, but maybe gold and silver is a very, very good place to make an investment. When you purchase gold and silver through Sovereignize at protonmail.com, uh, you get the gold and silver to yourself. So you get to keep it stored if you wanna put it somewhere. You know, uh, I've had people say they, they won't even put it in a, you know, a lockbox or, or one of those, um, you know, boxes, a safety deposit box at the bank because, you know, what happens the day you just can't get into a bank where everything's like, you know, we don't know what these people are capable of. And so um, it's really, it's a really good feeling like gold and silver, you'll be able to trade it. You can trade it as a commodity and, and exchange it as money. And a lot of banks actually will do this, but you know, it's just kind of not, they just want you using their dumb currency. And something's very wrong. Do you get that feeling? When there's so much corruption in the judicial system, in the medical system, in the financial system, um, in, in the education system, when there's so much corruption, something else is going on. And we're watching what's happening in the United States and it's kind of insane and it's gonna be a crazy year. Like fasten your seatbelts and get your popcorn ready because we're gonna enjoy it. Just like we enjoyed um, the the series Breaking Bad. I'll admit, I watched it, I, I kind of liked it. <gasps> I know, a lot of swearing, not good, sorry mom and dad. Um, but, um, you know, or, or what's that movie? Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Die yeah. Die hard. I love die hard. Like look at life right now. Don't be scared. Look at it. Like it's a movie. We've got a real life movie with some actors who really need to get medals. I mean, Obama and Biden, like they just need a medal for, for their excellent acting. Excellent acting. Like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and all of them, like let's just give them, we should have some sort of award ceremony for these guys because they're acting and wanting us to believe their nonsense is just really at the top of their game. So look at what happened in Pennsylvania. This was just yesterday, I think, Pennsylvania authorities. They raid an Amish organic farm for selling raw milk. Even though no one has gotten ill, from Amos Miller's products. Take a look. Again, this is Chris Hume with the Lancaster Patriot. I'm still outside Amos Miller's organic farm operation. Behind me is the building. Uh, they're not allowing anybody in there to film, to ask questions. Apparently, they're not even allowing Amos Miller, the, the owner of this establishment, into the building to see what they're doing. Now, that's very concerning. We don't know what they're doing. Since there's no one filming it, we don't know if they're you know, could they be adding any, any sort of foreign materials to the milk? Intentionally, unintentionally, we simply don't know because we are not inside there. We're not allowed to be in there. Again, they've been in here for multiple hours at this point. They're not letting people in. Uh, we can only film through the glass, get pictures and video through the glass. Can't see everything. They have multiple coolers uh, filled up apparently with products. Uh, they've been in there for a long time. There's at least six or seven people in there. Again, searching Amos Miller's property and uh, who knows what they're doing in there. 
and uh, this does not look good for for the state agents and what they're doing here uh, they've come into this property and they're searching amos miller's property what wrong has he done here where's the victim where's the person that is saying amos miller has made me sick i want restitution where's the evil looks like the door is opening here behind me looks like we have people coming out Can we get your badge number, you sir? Badge numbers and the names. You won't give us your badge number? Mm -hmm. Can we get your badge number, sir? 6333. And your name? Herzog, H-E-R-T-Z-O-G. We have hauling off coolers. We don't know what's in there. Not sure what they put in there. Not sure what they brought in, what they're taking out. Just, just completely total evil. Um, what's going on? You got to raid the Amish. You know, is there some drug dealers that maybe you should go after? Is there some, oh, why don't we put more people at the southern border and take care of that? You know, all of this nonsense that's going on. Um, Life is upside down. They're going after the good guys. They're imprisoning the good guys. They have the justice system behind them to do that. It's just so epically disturbing. Now, Tucker Carlson is describing how Nikki Haley is the Democrats' Trojan horse candidate. Take a look. If you're a Democratic mega donor, this is a very tough moment for you. Your candidate is going to lose. All the polls show that. Joe Biden will not be elected president if current trends continue. So you need to make a change, but there's a problem. And that problem is Joe Biden's running mate. She's half Jamaican, therefore she's holy. You can't criticize her, much less demote her. That's not allowed. You are stuck with Kamala Harris and she is even more unpopular than Joe Biden. So what do you do? Well, if you're smart, maybe you subvert the other party. Maybe you back a Republican candidate who's actually a Democrat, whose priorities are identical to yours. And of course they found one. Her name is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is a liberal. She is all in on the four tenets of neoliberalism, which are white guilt, a finance-based economy, mass immigration, and endless neocon wars. Strip away all the outward characteristics and Nikki Haley is identical in her priorities to Joe Biden and the people who back Joe Biden. Hmm. I mean, it's just all just such a big joke, isn't it? It's just uh, an, a, an absolutely crazy scenario in there. Who could, uh, like, why haven't they changed out Joe Biden by now? Like, you've got young guys. I mean, Biden just keeps saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to run. He, he can't remember how to get off <coughs> a stage. How is he going to run the country? He doesn't, he doesn't know where he is sometimes. He can't answer questions uh, properly. Like, how, how is this the guy that we're gonna put our hope in and we're gonna run him? The whole world can see his years are done. And not to mention the, the problem that's coming up with his son, Hunter Biden, who clearly is one, uh, you know, another, uh, you know, sexual freakazoid. Um, and then you've got the, you know, the Epstein things that are coming out. One thing I've been really happy is, you know, you got to say, uh, Donald Trump having kicked out Epstein many years ago from off of his property because 
Epstein was making a pass at an underage girl. And Donald Trump had him removed. <laughs> that He's got to sit back and go, that was the best decision I ever made, <laughs> you know, because it just, you know, it just speaks well of him in that regard. Um, so some of the things uh, that we've also been following here has been um, uh, the, the Claudine Gay story. And it looks like, you know, it looks like there's starting to be some accountability here and there with what is going on. Um, and what are, uh, there was an article here. Can you see this, uh, JT? What are Canadians willing to sacrifice in the fight against climate change? Let me just tell you, absolutely nothing. All of these uh, people are putting their, um, their words out. Now, yesterday we had this climate guy on and he spoke about his disappointment in the way that Pierre Polyev is speaking about reaching targets and, and kind of buying into this whole climate narrative. So some of you who are close to uh, Pierre Polyev, please let him know he's, he's got the wrong end of the stick on this climate stuff. And, you know, we know he's going in. He's, he's going to get in. But if he's going to take us down this same UN Agenda 2030 crap and be deceived and not be a leader and not be somebody who says this is nuts and we don't want our electrical, uh, you know, cars and, and all of that, and that he's going to, you know, really stand against this, you know, carbon footprint and all of these things. He's just not very strong on this. So some of you out there, you know him, make sure you let him know. So my website is lauralyn.tv. Thank you very much for watching today. I really appreciate it. Please stand up, uh, speak out for Dr. William Mackis. Share, share, share. Could you just share this um, this video, because we need everybody to know what is going on. What kind of country, why are they not protecting our children from pedophiles? Why are they not prote protecting our society? Why are pedophiles protected? Why did this school in Burnaby South not go after a teacher who was sexting little minor boys? He was a complete pervert and they weren't doing anything about it. Why do we not have common sense? What is going on? What is going on? It, it just, it absolutely sickens the mind. So if you are able to support us, you know, we don't get support. We, we're, we just do this because it's a calling and we love it. We love telling the truth. I get such joy. I mean, I am past the point where I need to have uh, approval from people. People can agree or disagree with um, my thoughts on things. But one thing you'll know is that when you tune in, I'm going to let you know what I'm thinking and why I'm thinking that. I used to hate when I was a kid. I was such a problem child because I was always saying, but why? But why? I wanted to know why. Like what, if we can't do this, if we can't go bowling, you know, because um, our church had these rules, we couldn't go bowling. And I, but why? Like what's happening? You know, so I got really rebellious one day, late teens or something. And uh, me and some friends, we had to go see like, oh, we're not allowed to go to the bowling alley. You know, what? what's at the bowling alley? And I, I found out something. They were bowling. That's what's happening at a bowling alley. And we weren't allowed. And I never understood it. So as I went on, you know what? I took my kids bowling. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I did things to go. I don't like stuff that doesn't make sense. So, you know, this last four years when they told us to wear your masks and get your vaccines, I had this thing in me and I said, but why? Where's the evidence? What's, what's the data? What's the truth on the matter? 
And how come anyone that's speaking against the, this government narrative, how come they're getting shadow banned? How come they're not allowed to speak? And we started making our show out of making sure we could get a hold of those people. And we would try to find a way in which to present their information and, and let the truth get out there. And we'd have to go this way and that way. I mean, once upon a time, I, w I just was so well loved by Facebook, right? And they, they let us speak. And then now, you know, but I'm noticing that Facebook's being a bit nicer to us again. So would you, if you're on Facebook right now, would you just share, share this and see if we can get a whole bunch of shares on there? Because we're, I think some of the people that are, what, what do you call them? The, the fact checkers, I think they're going, well, those facts kind of make sense to me. And I don't know if I should be, you know, shadow banning people that are telling the truth. So this is good. So how we do this is because of your kindness and your love. And I, I just want to thank you so very, very much. And thank you to Hillary who uh, gave us a nice donation yesterday. You're very precious. You're precious to my heart. And you know, when you come alongside of us, it means a lot. It means a lot. Just the same way you would come alongside a friend who might be in need. Um, we we feel your friendship, your kindness, your love, and we appreciate it. And you might want to become a monthly donor. You could do that for as little as five bucks a month or 20 bucks a month. And JT, are we now on Twitter? We're allowed to get subscriptions. We're just not sure. Um, we're not sure what that means. So we, but we just got approved to get subscriptions. So we don't have anyone yet. Do we, do you want to be our first? You go to our Twitter. Yeah. Okay, there's a subscribe button and uh, you can, three? Two ninety nine to nine nine. If you want to support us on Twitter. <laughs> and I think that we can do um, special content. So we might figure out, yeah, for subscribers. Uh, you know, we've always talked about doing behind the scenes of doing this show, which is a hoot. I mean, what we have to go through to actually get to air is, um, it's interesting. Let me say, <laughs> there could be a whole show just following what happens in the chaos at the countdown. Uh, it's super exciting. Um, but I, I do pray that uh, we get through all of it. Thank you very much for your support. And we, uh, if you want to do e-transfer, you could do that to Laura Lynn Live at ProtonMail.com, um, which we have a graphic for. And also, if, uh, if you want to do by snail mail, Super easy. It's also at the end of the show on the final graphic of the show. You'll see box 48184, New Westminster, BCV3M0A7. Thank you for supporting us. Um, I want to leave you with this. Let me tell you about putting on. This is what we're going to have to do, you guys. This is what we're going to have to do. We all know about putting on the armor of God. Let me tell you, we cannot afford to miss this. Not now. 2024 is about to be the unveiling of the most epic evil. And it, it's about to be maybe one of the scariest years we've, I don't know. I'm just not gonna be scared. I, I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, like if you watch the nightly news, God bless you, but uh, get your popcorn in front of it and watch it like you're watching Die Hard, like it's a movie, you've got these play actors and some things are going on but we don't need to be afraid. Should we pray? Yes, yes, we should pray. And should we cover people that are in the front line of the battle like Dr. William Mackis and frankly, Tucker Carlson, pray for that man, had some idiot slandering him yesterday. 
Uh, someone sent me a video of this guy totally trash talking Tucker Carlson. I'm like, you've got to be nuts, you know, to think Tucker Carlson's the problem. Yeah, there's never going to be a person that we agree with every single thing that they do. But Tucker Carlson, he, he lost his broadcast million plus salary job for telling the truth, for being, you know, willing to go to, you know, some extremes in order to make sure that the truth was being told. These are the kind of people we need to support. And, and if those um, are courageous enough, Dr. Mackis today said something very important. He talked about courage. We have to be courageous. We have to speak. So share, 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 tell everyone what's happening. Finally, be strong. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And that is probably the hardest thing. Sometimes I'm so mad at people. I'm so mad at the idiots that the devil uses and they are psychopaths. They are pure evil, psychopathic nut bars. And the devil is using them to do his dirty work. But our true fight, because they also will pass away. They, they're in time, they shall, you know, you will see them no more. They'll lose their jobs too. They'll be, usually these left people, they're so corrupt. They lose their jobs anyways for corruption. And sooner or later, they're, they leave in a bad way. And I think Dr. Fauci, uh, is probably getting a bit of that. He's in disgrace. He's been called up to the um, the Senate or something to, to be questioned. So our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I told you a couple days ago about being out with a woman. She's very prophetic. She's a seer. She's a discerner. And she could see that there beside me, there was this large thing. And she said, I, I don't know who you are, but you're obviously doing something. So this dark force was saying, I want to kill her, me. Um, of course they want to kill us. Of course the demonic forces want to kill us when we are willing to be courageous. Here's the thing, how do, how do you get to be like sort of in the front line? Like Dr. William Mackis, like Tucker Carlson, like Jordan Peterson, you know, being willing to step out there. You do that by telling the truth and being willing to speak no matter what the consequences are, knowing it's your calling to speak out, knowing that future generations depend on it, knowing that you are not battling against flesh and blood. This is an epic showdown. We are in the showdown of all showdowns coming up in the next few years here, 2024. It's gonna be something, but it is against the powers and princes of darkness. So stand strong, be courageous. We'll see you on Monday. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.